Let's get into it. <laughs> That's the word for it in science. No, 100% I agree with that. I sound pretty neurotic right now, don't I? We're just saying stuff, and now we're going to investigate. Yeah, we are. Wine pouring. Hello, and welcome to Blanket Statements. I'm Kelly. And I'm Allie. And this is and- a... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whose turn it would be today. Oh, yeah, right. This is, yeah. This is a podcast where we usually discuss, uh, like, blanket names about commonly held beliefs and the science behind whether they're true or not true. Um, but today is is we're moving on with the bracket. We went through the first round with every movie, so now we're going... We're going to conclude the bracket verses in a discussion. <laughs> it's a special issue of blanket statements where we make blanket statements about what movies are better than others. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What do we call this episode? Chick flick. <laughs> what do you think about? I think that's what it's called. Chick flick. <laughs> how do you, you said how to spell it? <laughs> I do not know. So in an episode we recorded a while ago about the English language and st- dying, you said that you love to do WT fuck instead of WTF. And yes. That's been my favorite <laughs> thing to do lately. <laughs> it's very satisfying. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Have you watched, watched anything lately? Yeah, I just started, and I'm all caught up now because it's like the first season and actively releasing episodes. Made for Love on HBO. Do you have Is HBO? Is this a reality show? I no, do. I have somebody's it, login. It's not. It's like a dark <laughs> oh. comedy sci-fi um, about a woman who is married to a tech billionaire who's very eccentric, uh, recluse. Recluse? Okay. Is that the right way to say that? Um, he's very weird. And she basically escapes after 10 years of being married to this weird guy. But like I said, it's a dark comedy, so he's weird in a funny way almost. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's crazy, but I like it. It's very easy to watch. Made for love? Yeah. Is what it's called? Okay. It's more comedy than dark, I would say. Ray Romano is in it. <laughs> oh, I've seen previews for this then. Because I was like, what is Ray Romano doing? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's doing. He plays her dad. Um, and I really enjoy him in the <laughs> Nice. That's exciting. Yeah. All right. Um, I've also been rewatching Community for like the third time. Although okay. I don't think I've ever actually finished Community because it starts to get pretty bad once yeah, everyone starts leaving. Yeah. But... but- there's still moments. It's glorious it's so, for the first, yeah. whatever, yeah, four seasons. I love that show. I learned the other day because I have been, Allie knows, rewatching. I've been rewatching Gilmore Girls for I don't know what time, but my boyfriend is watching it for the first time. Abed is in Gilmore Girls because oh. he like screamed his. He was like, "It's Abed!" It's <laughs> like it is. Abed is also in an app. A- I was going to say April. In an Apple TV show um, with uh, Rob something. What's his last name? I can't pronounce it. From Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah. yeah. Mechaliney. 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 Sounds good. No, yeah. 
What is that show called? Have you tried that one? I haven't. I only just started. Servant was the first thing I started, although I've heard about a lot of good shows on there. So I am. I mean, I like Servant, so. Matt started watching um, Sopranos, which I've never watched. And I heard on My Favorite Murder, I think. One of, oh, okay. the, yeah. one of the people mentioned Georgia is yeah. rewatching. And Matt started rewatching it recently too. And it was one of those things he had turned on. And I was like watching it out of the corner of my eye. And like, this doesn't interest me at all. I don't want to watch this. And now I'm like, when are you going to watch that show again? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, I need to get in on this. Here, the only time this entire time we've talked, you froze. And it was in the act of opening your Pepsi where you were just like, <laughs> Like close to the screen and excited. I do have. I don't know. I was gonna say a beer. I am drinking regular wine, Pepsi, and okay, a peach mango angry orchard. And I am drinking tequila. (laughs) That's where we've. That's my level of pandemic that I'm at. I know what I was gonna say. It was that I cannot create a blanket statement based on something I already know. So I'm just going to share the information with you. <laughs> but when we were talking about movies, I recently watched the new Godzilla. And I babbled at Allie not that long ago about Godzilla. And in the course of watching it, because it's Godzilla and King Kong, um, there are all these articles that started popping up with scientists discussing who would win in a fight between Godzilla and King Kong. But in one of these articles, there's this guy who studies... Uh, I don't know that he's a Godzilla researcher, but it's like... That sounds funny. But like, But like the... The word, the whatever, like when you're researching a a storyline, you know what I'm trying to say. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But he wrote or he investigated. I don't know if they actually wrote a paper. I think they did where they talked about the theory is that Godzilla has increased in size since the the worst. Okay, you know this phrase. I said this actually yesterday and I can't ever think. Oh, I already told you about this. That's fine. I'm going to keep going. No, I don't remember. (laughs) I might have been tuned out at that point. Okay. Do you know the word Anthropocene? No. Is that right? I do remember you saying that word yesterday. Okay. That is the term for the era we live in now since humans have negatively affected climate change. So the Anthropocene is the uh, ecosystem that we have created by creating more carbon Mm -hmm. dioxide and and making climate change worse. And so the argument was that he has gotten – Godzilla has increased in size at the level of our damage to the environment. Since Godzilla was initially invented as a storyline to react to, well, us attacking Japan. I mean, they attacked us, but the bomb, the nuke. So they – then it also is a reaction to nature. So the more humans – are bad for the environment, the more Godzilla has increased in size in the stories. And they also compared it to military might. The larger military systems get, particularly in the United States, the larger Godzilla has become. Which I was like, this is so cool. And there was like a graph of the size of Godzilla over the decades. It's pretty impressive. And is it's this like correlation I mean, or causation though. That would be well, that could probably be causation because the story writers make him bigger and bigger as they perceive the threat of humanity to be. But this is the theory. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know. But anyway, I already told, I already read the article. So I can't bring it in like it's a blanket statement when I already know what that article says. But, and I don't know how much research happens with Godzilla. But, but it's we don't, Kelly. You know, but we don't. So you That's could. true. Maybe I'll cut this whole thing and talk about Godzilla on this podcast. All right, let's talk about the movies we're here to talk about. Okay, so. my gosh. Review. 
We yeah. had, it, we're doing a chick flick bracket. We had eight movies total. Mean Girls, First Wives Club, Pitch Perfect, Clueless, Bridget Jones, Bridesmaids, Legally Blonde, Bring It On. And we've done the first round of comparison. So we compared Mean Girls versus First Wives Club. And do you remember who won that one? First Wives Club. Nice. Uh, Pitch Perfect versus Clueless. Clueless won in a landslide. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly and I were very impressed with Clueless. (laughs) Uh, Bridget Jones versus Bridesmaids. Bridget Jones won. I think just because of watchability. I don't know. I feel like that was a closer race. Uh, Legally Blonde versus Bring It On and Bring It On won. Yes. All right. We talked about First Wives and Mean Girls quite a bit, too. Although I think in the end, First Wives won handily from the perspective of female relationships. Yeah. That argument I remember very specifically for me. It was like it was very, very close. And then we were talking about how how First Wives Club, the actual filming of that movie, seemed to embody female friendship. Yeah. In a way that wasn't really done before in movies. Yeah. And Bridget Jones, you're right. Bridget Jones and Bridesmaids was trickier because they're very different, but we liked a lot of things about both. And comedically, yeah, those that was a good matchup, like a, a tricky matchup. Clueless and Bridget Jones. Well, Clu- no, Clueless was a landslide. Bridget Jones and the First Wives Club battles were a little more more to talk about than the other two. Yeah. Okay, so now that means... That means First Wives Club versus Clueless, and then yep. Bridget Jones versus... Bring It On. Bring It On. Which would you like to start with? The East or West? Um, which would make... <laughs> The West would be First Wives Club Clueless, and the East would be Bridget Jones Bring It On. Yeah, let's hey, do... Hey, they both start with B. Let's do West. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> the West. Okay, First Wives Club versus Clueless. Oh. I mean, straight up, I don't know if we have to, like, talk about it Clueless. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like we talked about First Wives Club is a lovely movie. Okay, it's fun. It's a great movie about female friendship. But Clueless is, as we wouldn't shut up about on this, the last podcast, which I edited not that long ago, so I listened to it again. Clueless is super smart. It's very clever. It's it's funny. All Everybody in it's really good. And First Wives Club is sweet. And it is funny. It can't be. Nothing's as clever as Clueless. It's hard. <laughs> Clueless is clever as hell. You kept talking about it, but you were right. And you can reconvince me upon re-listening. <laughs> I also feel like Clueless speaks to me in a way that First Wives Club doesn't. And I feel like that may, might be generational. Like, Clueless is very 90s. I grew up in the 90s. First it Wives could Club. could be is also 90s, I guess, but like a different gener- generation. Well, and I think First Wives Club, and we talked about this that episode, is also so grounded in this idea of, of bad husbands that feels a little bit more of an old storyline. Like, their friendship was was exciting in the movie, and it remains exciting. Like, other movies would do well to emulate that. But 
the plot points about their husbands, it was a little like, just don't be married to these douchebags. But at that time, it was a bigger deal. And now we'd be like, eh, <laughs> kick them out, move on. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's different. But Clueless is also, yeah. The I mean, dialogue in Clueless. The dialogue. It's super clever. Keeps you, you have on your unlike- toes. <laughs> yes. You have an unlikely hero, but it works really well and better than... I mean, it's not going to go against it, but like when we had conversations about Legally Blonde, I think Clueless does a much better job with that kind of an idea. I of the like blonde rich girl, I think Clueless is better. And people grow for the most part. We talked about some people not growing, but there is growth in it, which is nice. Like she learns and changes, and yeah. And other than the you know stepbrother stepsister love story, it's pretty great. <laughs> That is so weird. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Crap. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, well, so we know Clueless is like loosely based on Emma. Mm-hmm. Which, so do you think that gives it like a leg up of like they had a lot to work with? Or not a lot, but they had a baseline to work with. And I feel like that helps in terms of creativity. It can, yeah. I don't know if First Wives Club, though, was like an original screenplay. Sometimes things are based on stories you've never heard of, too. Yeah. But, but yeah. I mean, I think you when you're playing, especially when you're playing, as we've seen in the other side of the bracket, when you're playing off of Jane Austen, it is, it's a fun thing to do. And Clueless is not the only movie to do that successfully. So there is probably something to that. Yeah. Because you have this very old school way of thinking about dynamics and the way people behave and then you can spruce it up i also really appreciate the wardrobe and clueless like it's how so outrageous good. it is also What's her oh, friend's name dion dion's hats <laughs> i was at um oh where was i i don't know somewhere where they sell clothes recently maybe it was target i don't know wearing a mask Practicing social distancing. (laughs) Uh, And I saw, like, they had a dress, like a white dress with short sleeves and on top, like, a spaghetti strap dress over that. Yeah. Clueless. (laughs) Totally from Clueless. I mean, it's probably not from Clueless, but. Inspired by. I heard a rumor that the 90s is coming back in fashion. It's back. It's definitely, it's here. With mom jeans and everything. And scrunchies. Yeah. I never thought scrunchies would come back. Oh, well. Okay, so... (laughs) Okay, so Clueless, Clueless. we feel good about this. Yeah. Not saying... First Wives Club is a fun movie. Everybody should watch it, but Clueless wins. First Wives Club, I feel like if the scene at the end wasn't there where they sing, You Don't Own Me, I would not like it as much as I do. (laughs) Like, that kind of makes the movie for me, to be honest. Nice. Um, okay, on the east, we have Bridget Jones versus Bring It On. So I also will go ahead and say this, the way you just said it on the other side. <laughs> I presume this is Bridget Jones. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I feel a little like I really, yeah, I don't know. Bring It no, On. People- I wanted Bring It On to have like this clueless effect on me but it didn't like clueless yeah 
I don't really remember the dialogue in Clueless being problematic. That is to, that's not to say that it isn't. I don't remember that. I do mm-hmm. remember there being several cringe moments in Bring It On. Yeah. Like, I don't think I was blown away by Bring It On, but I wanted to be. I did really like Bring It On, though. Bring It On. Okay. Bring It On is super fun. Yeah. It's super fun. As we talked about on that episode, like, it it avoids certain tropes. Like, it specifically spits in the face of the idea of a, a white savior when Kirsten Dunst tries to go pay off, like, help. But be like, here, my dad's money. And they were like, get the hell out of here. We'll raise our own money. Like they, and it's very much about like, hey, you were stealing from these, from this poor school. Um, then you're a white school and you're stealing from a predominantly black school. Like it had really cool elements to it. It's funny. The boy is very foxy, mm. which is always nice. And what's her face? Uh, uh, oh, I was playing on her name. I always think Hope because that was her name in Buffy. I think. In Buffy. Hope from Buffy. Or is it Faith? Is Faith. Faith. It is Faith. <laughs> Faith. It. She is hilarious. Like, she's great in everything she's in. So she's really great, too. So it's funny. It's um, also got, like. For sure. Um, that, like, dance aspect to it, which makes it more entertaining. If you know what I mean? We like, talked. Yep. I remember we talked about how it was similar to Pitch Perfect in that, like, where it's a performance. There's, like, a performative vibe to it that's fun. You get to see them compete. You get to see talented cheerleaders doing things. And <laughs> kind of like Clueless, it's playing on um, um, prejud- prejudice isn't the word I want. Maybe it is. But, like, judginess surrounding, like, certain types of people. It's like, oh, you're cheerleaders. And it's mm-hmm. like, no. Oh. And also, they are really good at what they do. <laughs> but yes, problematic moments, particularly with the male cheerleader. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing I'll say. Of all of these movies, Bridget Jones is different because, okay, sim- it, um, never mind. I can't say that against movies that have lost. Bridget Jones, though, is looking at a person who is quote-unquote normal like not nobody's nobody's assuming certain things because she's she seems so put together or she's seems super successful it's more that she is a middle-aged hot mess of a woman and you're rooting for her in a more real to put realistic in quotes but in a more realistic way i guess bridesmaids is a little like that as is first wives club to be fair when I say of all of them, but of all of the finals that remain, <laughs> it is more unique in that way. I mean, you also have, again, what you just said on the other side of the bracket, you're building on source material that is famous, Pride and Prejudice, to make Bridget Jones, and it is very similar. Clueless is similar, but there are elements that are not. Uh, Bridget Jones is, I mean, it's Mr. Darcy. It is, other than the siblings and the family, it's pretty... Pretty bang on the same. Um, <laughs> bang on. Even her- <laughs> that seems like a British <laughs> expression. <laughs> but like the vulnerability that exists in Bridget Jones, I think that's why I like Bridget Jones so much. When she's singing all by myself into her hairbrush mm-hmm. and crying, like it's just, and then later when she feels 
better and she's singing Shaka Khan. Like, it's just, I feel like there's a lot of moments in Bridget Jones that feel relatable in a very realistic way. Yeah. In a way that, like, bring it on, I never felt like I was relating to anything. It was just super fun. These are, I'm just talking, I, I I don't really know how to make, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I find Bridget Jones less problematic as well, but that's not really, if you, um, I like Bridget Jones a lot. <laughs> I guess that's where I'm landing, but I'm not, like, when I think about the question you always ask is what you would watch, I would watch both of them. Mm-hmm. Like, on the other side, I'd choose Clueless. I probably wouldn't watch First Wives Club a bunch, but I would watch both Bring It On and Bridget Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bring I will it say on, I watch- Or Bridget Jones has the Christmas element, too, which, like, I don't know if they did that on purpose, but it's genius because it just ha- it has the right amount of Christmas where you do want to watch it every year. Yeah, it's enough that, yeah, you want it to be a movie you watch at that time. Even but it's, though it's not, not a, a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And it has the guy fight, which is one of the most hilarious moments in movies, period. Yeah, that is funny. pathetic. And it's like, yeah, regular dudes wouldn't know how to fight. This is great. But, okay, we're not judging it based on the sequel, but I do have to say they tried to do it again in the sequel, and I feel like it was like, no, don't. Yeah, it's like, stop. Yeah, and the sequels of Bridget Jones are not good. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) but I'm sure that's true of the sequels of Bring It On. And Bridget Jones is based on a book. Like, it's based on Jane Austen's yes, Pride and yes. Prejudice, but it's also yeah. based on a book. Also based on Bridget Jones's Diary. And it's very close to it because I loved that book. Mm-hmm. And so I liked the adaptation. That's true. Honestly, I am I was just trying to play devil's advocate because I feel like, yeah, Bridget Jones. <laughs> I feel like Kelly and I are similar in that we both I, – I watch Bridget Jones almost every year around Christmas time. Yeah, I watch it every year, too. Like, where I will watch Bring It On again, and I've watched Bring It On more than once anyway. It's not an every year thing, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I also think it's hard. It's a hard comparison, because Bridget Jones, I mean, like, we talked about people are great. Elisha Dushku? Is that her name? Or is that somebody else? Who's that? It's not the brunette and Bring and Bring It On. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. Um, I'll leave that in if I'm right and I'll cut it if I'm wrong. Uh, so, but, um, like they're really great performances and bring it on. But Bridget Jones is like, everybody's great. Like everybody, her parents, her friends, every character is like somebody. And that's hard too. Cause they're all giving it. They're all, and I don't think I've ever liked Hugh Grant as much as I liked him in Bridget Jones. He's so much, he's so much more fun to watch when he's being a jerk. Mm-hmm. Like he's. I mean, he's fine. Everybody liked him, like, in Notting Hill and stuff, but I like him in Bridget Jones. Yeah. Because he's by. it's really viable as that kind of a character. That would have been out of character for him, too, right? I don't know. I haven't seen yeah, much Yeah, I think of so, because Notting in, Hill, but... most of the time, even uh, Love Actually, he usually plays a likable dude. Yeah. Oh, I also feel like, and <laughs> hopefully this doesn't sound very, like, snobby. I feel like there's slightly more depth to Bridget Jones than there is to bring it on. Yes. I think that's because of the vulnerability probably and that they're trying to look at – it's written – I mean, the book was written by a woman. We were talking about this recently, and Bring It On might be written by a woman too, but I guess she'd be tapping into high school and, like, the drama of it and the fun of it and, like, that kind of thing. Whereas Bridget Jones feels like it's written by a woman who's like, guess how it feels as you get older and everything's falling 
part. <laughs> and so even though it's funny, it's also like, oh, these are real moments, which I think, to your point, gives it depth. Yeah, the, and maybe the it is sad just that twinges of it. Maybe that's all it is. Maybe it isn't even depth. Maybe it's just the sad twinges of it make it feel more. Maybe, but I feel like it has more depth than First Wives Club. And First Wives Club is trying to be, like, serious. It just yeah a little too ridiculous to take seriously. Or their lives were. Yeah. Although, sorry, I know we're done, but I forgot that I have to do a brief shout-out to uh, What's-Her-Face, Jessie from Saved by the Bell in First Wives Club. When we rewatched that, I was like, she's in this? She's so good as, like, the random new actress. She does such a good job. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, that's just a sign, because I remember we watched it, I was like, shut up, she's in this? She's doing a good job. Okay. All right, then that brings us to the... Sorry, I do want to say, like, bring it on. Like, you mentioned some of the themes discuss like cultural appropriation mm-hmm. well yeah that theme in general like when that movie came out I don't I mean I was young and I probably wouldn't have heard the term cultural appropriation anyways but I don't even think people were talking about that were they I mean probably they were I don't think I don't know not to the degree that people talk about it now I agree with you I feel like it was it feels before it's time when you watch it as far as the the big plot point yeah so and Gabriel Union, okay. I said the thing about Cast and Bridget Jones, but the main people in Bring It On are freaking amazing. So yeah. <sighs> okay, are you ready for the main event? Yeah, I feel like I should sing like uh, a a sports song, but I can't think of how any of them go, so I can't. <laughs> I will say I probably would have fought harder in the last round if I didn't think I already think I know who I want to vote for in this last round. Okay. Bridget Jones versus Clueless. Go ahead. Say what you're thinking. I'm thinking I do. Clueless. I have a guess as to what you're thinking. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. I'm thinking Clueless. Um, Make your case. Well, part of me is like, <laughs> what do I want to watch right now? Like, what would I turn on? But I don't know if that's a fair judgment because it's going on summertime, which is a different vibe. And I've also seen Bridget Jones a million times and I haven't seen Clueless a million times. <sighs> Also, like, the sh- – the, there's almost, like, this aspect of Clueless in that you think it's going to be one thing and it's another thing. Like, we were talking about the dialogue is so smart and you're not expecting that, mm-hmm. which for some reason adds a layer to it that I really like. Whereas Bridget Jones, like, that's what's advertised and you get what's – at you know, <laughs> like, you get mm-hmm. what they said you were going to get. Not that that's a good reason for a Clueless to win, but these are my immediate thoughts. Okay. I was think so I, there's a few things that I'll say going into this. I would always watch Bridget Jones probably before I'd watch Clueless. Not because I didn't like Clueless and I do want to watch it again now that I finally was reintroduced to Clueless and it is great. I find Bridget Jones more comforting slash comfortable. There is, I like that Bridget Jones is an older character. I like that Bridget Jones, for its time, it was quote unquote a big deal that she was allegedly more normal size. She's still very small, but at the time that movie was made, it was a big deal. <laughs> um, I like the story of Pride and Prejudice better than the story of Emma. I like the book Bridget Jones a whole lot. 
All of that said, though, I think that Clueless is a better movie. I think that it is, like you said, the writing is clever. It is better than you think it's going to be. It surprises you. And that doesn't mean that Bridget Jones being as good as you think it will be isn't a knock against it. It's just Clueless, when we rewatched it, and be right, is not like a lot of other movies. Clueless is kind of a stands on its own in that genre of like chick flicks or even Jane Austen remakes or any of that. Like Bridget Jones was kind of the beginning of that mess that movies decided to do when they made stuff like Love Actually and fucking Valentine's Day and uh, what's the book? The uh, the one about when men don't oh, want to hang out with he's you. He's just not that into you. <laughs> he's just not that into you. But that became all of those movies that were always around holidays and they're and Bridget Jones was not that, but it started this trend that is very tropey. It doesn't mean that I think Bridget Jones is tropey. I don't. But it is Pride and Prejudice turned into a book, turned into a movie. And it did get its cleverness from the book. I mean, the book Bridget Jones is fucking great. If we were comparing a book for Clueless, I would probably pick Bridget Jones because the way it was laid out like a diary was so great. It was funny. But the movies, Clueless makes me laugh out loud more. It makes me, I think as much as I find Bridget Jones comforting and I enjoy it a whole lot. And I I love Bridget Jones, don't get me wrong. I find Clueless gives brings me more joy, I guess. If I had to use the, the how do you throw things away in your house. And it's not that Bridget Jones doesn't. It's just, yeah, I think Clueless is so much fun. And maybe it's because I hadn't watched it in so long. Yeah. And maybe yeah. when I rewatch them both, I'll be like, never mind. Clueless is dumb. But it was... It, it is and was really good. And, the, and in the same way I mentioned about Bridget Jones, the cast of Clueless is also amazing. Like, and you have people in that Paul Rudd was always great and had already done a lot of stuff. But the guy from Scrubs, like people that, well, who is also in Bring It On, if you remember, we mentioned that. No, Pitch Perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's in the, sorry. Yeah. The guy who is also in Pitch Perfect. Now I can cut the thing I said before. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) but... But yeah, I guess I'd say I think Clueless, I think it's, uh, if we're getting all like, I've been listening to too many movie podcasts, but Clueless is like, feels perfectly paced. Just the way the movie flows. It's like, this is funny. (laughs) Now I'm like, what's going to happen? But it's still funny. And oh, they like each other. And Bridget Jones, you always know what's going to happen. Yeah. There's never anything that's that. And I, even without reading the book, I think you could guess. And it's still great. And it's hilarious. But yeah, I feel like I, almost, I have to admit that it's clueless. Go ahead. I almost feel like my decision is being impacted by the weather and the shock value of like clueless being better than I thought it was going to be. And I want to vote clueless now, but I almost wonder if we should like rewatch them and like have this conversation again in the winter time. <laughs> <laughs> we could revisit we, it just like really quickly not a whole episode or anything we have to remember come christmas time we have to rewatch both and weigh in but i'll say i'll watch bridget jones any time of year so i don't think the weather is effect- i could be wrong but i don't think the weather is affecting my choice although your point about 
being surprised by Clueless might be. Yeah. But, but, sure. We will make us we'll make a call today and then in December we have to rewatch both yeah. and rediscuss revisit this just to be sure we still think the same. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I mean, we could just make a call and like no, no take should. no takesies backsies or whatever. We should make a call no takesies backsies, but then we should also rewatch them in the winter and just wonder to see what happens to our brains. Yeah. It's our own science experiment. But yes, I think that if this were sports, it would have been a close game, but that Clueless <laughs> would win. I think it would have been close for a while, and then Clueless definitely pulled away at the end. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> would you like to know, when we started this conversation, I looked up uh, the their uh, Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb scores. Would you like Ooh, to know what the final four had? Yes, please. Okay. So, First Wives Club on IMDb is 6.4. Oh, you did all of them. I'm super excited. I thought you meant yes. the last two. Okay. No, I did all four. First Wives Club was 6.4 on IMDb and 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is by and large the lowest on Rotten Tomatoes. That's an F. Bring It On was 6.7 on IMDb and 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, is that the Bridget- credit? Critics or audience? Sorry. Nope, you're fine. We I'm going to be a stickler for this. I will cut this. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, scores. First Wives Club, 6.4 on IMDb, 50% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, and 68% audience. So the audience liked it more, but still 68%. Yeah. <laughs> um. Bring It On was 6.7 on IMDb, 63% on Rotten Tomatoes Critics, 66% for Audience. Mm, That's pretty low. It is. Bridget Jones, 6.7 on IMDb. So their IMDb's are all hanging out right around the same. Yeah. 80% Critics and 81% Audience. Okay. And Clueless... 6.8 6.8 on IMDb, 81% critics, and 76% audience. Hmm. So very close. But Clueless did w- – on IMDb, it's just higher by one decimal place. And critics, it's one percentage point higher than Bridget Jones. So critically, I think we were thinking about it in the same way. <laughs> but, but yeah. So – but, yeah, bring it on – is hovering right around 60, 65%. How, and okay, this is going to be annoying. Hmm. I'm wondering how um, how we did up on our matchups on the, on the first level. Like, did Bring It On, because that's a pretty low score for Bring It On and First Wives Club. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if they would have beat um, their first matchup. What were their first matchups? So Bring It On was against Legally Blonde. Okay. And First Wives Uh, Club was against Mean Girls. Mean Girls is going to beat. Yeah. I think we knew that when we made the First Wives Club call. (laughs) I still stand behind our choice. Yeah, I do too. I'm just curious. But, and I bet Legally Blonde will do better. I still stand behind that choice too. I'd just choose to watch Bring It On before Legally Blonde. I will. Oh, I, t- I talked about this last time. I was 70, bored during Legally Blonde. 
So Legally Blonde is 70 and 72 compared to Bring It On 6366. That's not hmm. that much higher. I mean, it's higher, but it's not like to the 80s like we were talking about with Clueless and Bridget Jones. And honestly, if Mean Girls had been up against something else, it would probably be a lot further in this bracket. Ooh, interesting. Mean Girls is 84% critics, which beats everything we've talked about, but 66% audience. That's the biggest difference between those scores. Yeah. Hmm. So there you go. Maybe we weren't maybe we weren't the only ones who And I think about Allie and I just talked about a comic yesterday called Ghost World that we found frustrating and tropey about teenage girls. I wonder if Mean Girls faces a little backlash for that, too. Mm -hmm. Because it is also like, I get it, and it's a comedic way of looking at that, and they're clearly trying to amp up the idea of a certain character, but it is not... I mean, that's why we liked First Wives Club better, because it celebrates female friendship, and Mean Girls does not. Yeah. So... Yeah. Interesting. I... Now I... Now I want to study this. Now I want this to be my research... I want to know how the tomato meter score and the audience score, like, change over time. Do mm-hmm. they come closer together? Like, I feel like that was your, a hypothesis you said earlier. Like, maybe they could grow closer together as time goes by. This is something you could study. Someone out this there, is, go study it. How you, does th- I bet somebody has. This should be – don't forget about this. To do a blanket statement on it. Because I also have noticed, like, sometimes when I watch a new movie, uh, I have a friend who uses a system called Plex, where you put uh, movies, you can, like, upload your content to it. So, like, if I, like, I I lent them my DVDs and and it automatically imports uh, critics, scores, and really new movies tend to either be really high or really low. And then they shift pretty quickly because there's not even a lot of critics. And then sometimes you'll see a score from an audience that's like, whoa. And then you'll look and it'll be like 10 people reviewed this. So it's also hard because the older they get, the more people have weighed in, Mm -hmm. which I think makes a difference, too. And all of these movies are old enough that they should probably be settled now at their scoring. Yeah. But I feel like that was one of the things that struck me when we watched Mean Girls is I feel like when it came out, everybody was talking about how great it was. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, I like it. It's not my favorite. And so I wonder if that, if the buzz made it higher at first and it has dropped over time. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, in that way, well, Bring It On stayed about the same, as everybody said. But Bridget Jones and Clueless were close to the critics' scores. Clueless was a little bit down, but I mean, I think 76, 81, that's still pretty, that's pretty great. Mm-hmm. It is weird. Sometimes you will see movies that are old that are like 90-something, though. And it is like, holy crap. Way to go, you movie. <laughs> I Isn't it like The Godfather or something? Which, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is a clueless podcast, not a Godfather podcast. <laughs> exactly. I do want to oh. know what the highest, highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I was going to say, do you want to guess? But I've not mm. heard of this. Okay. Tell it, me. It happened one night. Hmm. I have heard of that. Why do I know what that is? Uh, It might be. 
Hold on, I don't want to say and then be wrong. It's a famous old movie, though. Clark Gable. It's a Clark Gable movie, and it's it's oh, it's like um thirties. It's a reporter and an heiress meet up, and it's a madcap love story about unlikely couples. <laughs> anyway, but it's Clark Gable, and it's from the thirties. Well, I don't think it's top. I'm not sure why it's showing me it's top because it has 99%, but there are other ones that have 99% too. But I know for a long time, Get Out was a perfect score. I don't know that that's still true. Look up Get Out. Up here near the top is Parasite from 2019. Oh, that, that makes sense. is a really good movie if you haven't seen mm-hmm. it. Uh, Get I did. Out, Rotten Tomatoes, 98%. Okay, it's up there. Audience score 86. Who's giving that movie an 86? Sorry. <laughs> like mm. That movie's amazing. I don't... I feel like audience scores, I wonder if they're ever above a 90 because people suck. <laughs> like People do suck. This is the other thing that was interesting. People are also trolls, like as we've discussed. Something I learned not to get back on the Godzilla train, but <laughs> when the new movie came out, I saw an article that Okay, are you aware of the Snyder cut of Justice League? No. So, the Justice League was made into a movie by a particular director who had to leave due to a family tragedy. And then when they, so they decided to finish it by bringing in Joss Whedon and telling him to cut the movie to two hours. And that was the movie that came out for Justice League. And everybody hated it. Not everybody, but it was pretty derided. The director came back and basically his fans and I think Warner Brothers felt bad because of the way things went down because it was a tragedy why he had to leave. Um, so they let him make his cut, which is something that just came out that is four hours long and is on HBO. His worldview of comics or particularly the Justice League is pretty dark. So people don't love it much either, but it's in a different medium and it's on HBO and it's longer and it tells more of a story. His fan base got all up in arms, so the bros, and decided to go review bomb the new Godzilla. So they basically were trying to tank the new Godzilla reviews because they were mad that the Snyder Cut couldn't be released in the same way, which is a very odd way of... It's fine. And I don't Wait, know, probably is, Warner Brothers... Godzilla made... directed by Joss Whedon or something? No. No, I don't know if it's a thing to do with the producer of the movie, if that was also Warner Brothers or something. I actually don't know, but I did see that they were, like, going and leaving, like, one-star reviews and stuff to try to drag it down. So there are always trolls, too. So. (laughs) Who knows? But. There you have it. Clueless wins. We are officially a Clueless podcast now. Everybody go watch Clueless. It's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it is a stepbrother and sister falling in love when she's not quite 16 and he's in college. <laughs> Other than that part. Great. I feel like this is something we can cut all this because rabbit hole. But I feel like this is something I've noticed much more in the past couple of years that I do. I'm so, and I think this is a human thing, I am so able to ignore small facts and pretend they don't exist. So like in the, con- like the, bre- the stepbrother thing, like that is so yeah. weird. And I just like, oh, 
Forget about yeah, it because no, it's weird. You're fine because <laughs> even when I watched it, it didn't bother me. I was like, whatever. It was just after the fact no, and I was like, wait a minute. I just mean like I uh, like I think I there's something that happens in your human brain where you like really actually ignore it because it's oh no bothers you're you. Compartmentalizing. Yes, it. exactly. Yes. <laughs> it's like uh, yeah. I do that in books, though, in stories, because you're like, because it doesn't fit into into the view that you have of it. Yeah. All right, we have been, although we know we've been. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Sorry, you're dancing. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. Um, we have been posting polls whenever we post episodes but we recognize that we're big gaps in those polls so i feel like we could post one poll of the finals yeah and then see what you think but feel free to comment about just which movie maybe one of this entire bracket you're like this is my favorite movie and it didn't make it very far which is entirely possible because there's a lot of things that would have advanced depending on what they were against yeah at different stages like bridesmaids versus a lot of things. We might have seen bridesmaids go a little further too. It's tricky. Mm-hmm. It's tricky. It's tricky. Tricky. Tr- tr- tricky. Anyway, and we're just two people with two opinions. We're so. just two people. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And next time you listen to this, it's going to say next week. It won't be a week. Whenever we post another one, it might be. We might go back to some we never finished putting together from pre-pandemic times and things were simpler but we also might just record something new because who cares (laughs) and we kept wanting to redo those anyway i will cut that it's fine (laughs) um all right right. this was our special what did you call it um no chick flick bracket (laughs) 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 what noise were you just gonna make you were like (laughs) Oh, you said you were we're gonna post the poll on Twitter, but our did you say our Twitter oh, handle? I did not. At BS it. with K and A. Yes. And we'll try to be better about posting more. <laughs> or maybe not. Who cares? <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> that laugh sounded like Nikki <laughs> <laughs> We're so tired. It's fine. <laughs> did you? Did you? Yeah. Even, I didn't. I didn't know I sounded that much like Mickey Mouse. Just the oh. way you laugh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sign us out. <laughs> <laughs>
Mah, mah, mah.